Good evening, good evening, good evening to you, beloved, or afternoon. This is Speak Life. I'll go tell my brother in ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord, and King. Welcome to Speak Life in the name of Jesus. I am so excited. I, I just, I got to get to this word. So I'm lifting up my whole household along myself. I'm lifting up you and your whole household, beloved. I'm lifting the kingdom family worldwide. I'm lifting up the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trotting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn. I am lifting them and I'm lifting up their families and their communities. I'm lifting up children worldwide in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's go to the spot, okay? Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. I give you all praise, honor, and glory, Lord God. I welcome you into this speak life. I acknowledge you as Lord and King, Lord. Have your way. It all belongs to you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us today. Thank you for your perfect will being done and said. Thank you, Lord God, for your very presence. Thank you, Lord, for being God all by yourself, Lord God. Father, speak to us, teach us, Lord God, so you turn our hearts, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. I welcome you in. I acknowledge you as Lord and Lord all by yourself. God, the Father, the Son, the Word of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost Spirit, Lord, I welcome you. Consume us, overtake us, overpower us on both sides of this camera and bind up everything that is in spirit and in the flesh or walking through the earth that is contrary in Jesus' name. So good afternoon, beloved. Like, I am so excited, even though my camera is like, uh, super bright. It does not matter right now because of the word that I got from the Lord. So I was uh, taking my time and cooked some stuff, ate some stuff, and I was just dragging coming on to speak live. It was thundering. It was it was flash flood warnings and all this stuff. But nonetheless, so I was awakened this morning uh, around four or so. And the Lord was, he was, he was talking to me. He was talking to me in my sleep. And then I'm talking to him in my sleep. And the message, this is, this is for somebody else too. Okay. The message is you try and do it yourself. So he was showing me speak life. And I'm like, I'm trying to, no, you try and do it your way. You try and do it your way. So I'm like, how am I trying to do it my way? You know, do I supposed to be on another? Well, you know, how do I supposed to do this? You're trying to do it your way. Okay, Lord. And so, uh, yeah, you're trying to do it your way. Now, he done told me this more than one, um, but I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm slow with God at times. I, you know, y'all can say what y'all want to say, but I'm slow with God at times. And so... And when I was praying and I was looking at my plants, nature is so beautiful if we just learn, right? So I was looking at my plants and my plants, if you look at a year ago, 
even this time last year to before, you know, once I transitioned and moved, if you look at my plants a year ago, they was just full of life. Everybody that see the plants like, oh, wow, you know, you really, yeah. and I'm like, it's the Lord, you know. And so one of the things I prayed for before I came to this temporary location, one of the things I prayed for, and I've always prayed for, is sunniness. I need light. I need light for my plants because my plants, you know, and, and, and yes, there's a lot of it, but I need light for my plants. And so the Lord did opposite. And now I got to get this thing. Now that I'm saying this, he did opposite. So my plants are like, mm, you know, they just, they're not thriving. They alive halfway, but they're not thriving. They're not thriving because they don't have no sun. They're not thriving. They have an artificial light though. Yeah, plant lights. But now one of them just like, no, I, I'm not going to even turn on when you push the button. It's not even a full year old, okay? But that's still not, that's still not the sun. It's still artificial. Still artificial light. It's not the sun. What the sun gives off, an artificial light cannot do. Cannot do. So, yeah. It's artificial. Mm -hmm. So, it's like how we live in. How we live in um, is really artificial. Yeah, artificial. Because we're doing it our way. And our way, we might be alive, but we're not thriving. We're not thriving because mm -mm, there's no, now, now wisdom invited us. Okay. Proverbs invited us. I knew I should have. I was just so excited. Yes, I was. I was excited. I was excited. And so now it seemed like, okay, I know I'm in Proverbs. We're going to Proverbs house. We were invited to Proverbs house, but I have to uh, find now the chapter where we supposed to be. Okay, so we gonna, yeah, we, we, we coming right here. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So we invited to Proverbs house today. We, wisdom was like, girl, just come over, okay? Have some tea and crackers or something like that, you know? And so, the sun, the sun has attributes that even fluorescent light doesn't have. And so what happens with us is we're getting just a smidgen. Even us that's serving the Lord, depending on how we serve it. I was just preparing, right? I turned off the water and wisdom was like, bam, here it go. Because I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, take over because I don't want to be trying to do it my way. So he, he said, okay. And this is what he, this is the analogy that he used. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how 
there's precepts throughout the Bible. It's just, it's, it's all order. God says, do everything decently and in order. I, I'm going to pull it together. I'm just so excited. I'm on fire. So you know how we, uh, I'm talking to the women right now. You, it, it could be for men too. Um, you know how, but women, you know, I'm going to find me a husband. This is, this is the analogy he gave me. I'm going to find me a husband, right? Girl, I'm going to find me a good man, okay? I'm going to find me a good man. And then we might take it a step further. I'm going to find me a man of God, okay? Mm -hmm. But the precept is not that. The precept says, who so finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So even with a, with a male right now, I don't find me a wife, a good old church woman. But you haven't married her yet. That might be plan house, but you haven't married her yet. You, you know, y'all doing the dating thing that involves sex and everything, maybe even living together. So that's not the precept. And then did God say she is a wife? And did God say she is your wife? Because listen, wife material is great, but that don't mean that's your wife. Mm -hmm. The precept, we got to get to the precept. Whoso finds a wife, not just a woman, not a fee, not just a female, but she has to be female-born female. Because mm, that's who God, that's the part of the precept. What God have said is the precept. Mm -mm. Nowadays, we think we could just, mm -mm. no. Who God formed to be a wife, a woman, a female. Well, it don't even say female. It says a woman, woo, man, with a womb, natural. So that's the precept. That's the precept. Whoso finds a wife, finds a good thing. And part of the precept, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So <clears throat> somebody don't agree. I'm choking up. So there's a bunch of precepts connected because with God, there's a sequence of events. See the sun? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. There's precepts. There's precepts. So your steps got to be ordered. When your steps are ordered, God is pleased with you. Okay. And he's going to lead you to who he has predestinated before the earth was to be your wife. That's how you're going to find her. Because Joseph was a just man. Man, that thing always get me with Joseph. Now, Joseph was a just man and Mary was found. Mm -hmm. So for all those finding Joseph, so he, he was like, you know how uh, the Lord says, wait, that's a precept. Wait on the Lord. Now, I, the blessed is the man that waits upon the Lord. I can deal with that because I can't deal with it, but I've gotten better. But he said, when he add that, blessed 
uh, or wait patiently, that's where he gets me. The precept is patiently, still part of it. But how we look at it and his thoughts are so far, right? So you looking at Bobo, but if you wait on the Lord, he has Boaz. Mm -hmm. He has Boaz. You're looking for uh, Martha, but the precept, Mary was found. So you find in Martha, but Mary was found. That's the precept. That's the precept. And due to the fact we don't have the son. Because we doing stuff. We might read that scripture, get right on. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What I'm going to do? Well, he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, nor what you drink, nor what clothes you're going to put on. And we're like, oh man, I ain't got nothing to wear. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? That's out the precept. Because God has already supplied all our needs. All our needs. This house is too small. This house is too small. Now, literally for me, this place is too small. But this 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 place is too small. Now, he didn't bless you with this house. Led you to the house. Opened up the financing for you. He didn't did all this stuff. You knew it was God. 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 When you, when you got the house, you knew it was God. Y'all prayed or you prayed over the house. Okay, I'll say you. You prayed over the house. You know it was nothing but God. Everything was aligned. Bam, 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 bam. It's just like it was marvelous, right? But he told you what not to do in that house. My Lord, this thing is hitting me. He told you what not to do in that house. He told you what not to do. He might have even said, rest on the Sabbath. Do no work, because that is written. That's a precept. Do no work on the Sabbath. But now... You may have refinanced the house and maybe this car you wanted that you chose not to pray about or you did and didn't get no answer, but it matches the house. It matches the house. So, of course, you're going to go because, I mean, you got this nice house, but you driving a bucket. So, I don't know what they call it nowadays, but your car doesn't match your house. And so, you know, everybody don't know where you live but they know what you drive. So you might even refinance the house or for whatever that thing you might want. And, and now you you taken out of the house or that thing is now interfering with your payments and now you're not being a good steward. And now things are getting a little shaky because you stepped out of the precept or you move somebody in there that God may have told you don't move it. Or that's when you start playing house. Because now you got the house, you got the car. So now the female got to be the part. Or the male, or the clothes, or the jewelry, or the shoes, or whatever the case may be. The big screen TVs in every room, the aquarium that's in the wall, all this stuff, right? Stepped out of the precept. So the house may become a nightmare. It's still a blessing, though. But it's becoming a nightmare because you stepped out of the precept. 
It's just like when Moses thought of the law. Now, all this time, Moses had been seeking the Lord, but it was not the Lord that told Moses to integrate the law. It was his father-in-law, Jethro. And that's why if, you, if you're a person that study, it says the, the law of Moses. It, it says the law of Moses, the law of Moses. Even Jesus calls it the law of Moses. And this is why uh, even Paul said we're no longer under the law because it was not perfect. Because it was man's, it, you know, God gave the Ten Commandments. Okay. God even wrote that with his own. So really all they needed was the Ten Commandments. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Really all they needed was the Ten Commandments. That's all they needed. But Jethro, now it's the same. Oh, I got to get his name right. It's the same Jethro that took the man wife at first, right? Took Moses' wife and his kids from him. This is the same Jethro when he was on the uh, backside with Jethro. Uh, let me see. Jethro, sheep. His sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the same, it's the same Jethro. His father-in-law. So now your father-in-law hear about all the things that God has done for you. Now he comes. Okay. Exodus. We 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 gonna come back to uh we we gonna do because I'm learning precepts, so I have to follow instructions. So we're gonna come. We just gonna. I'm just gonna stop by real quick. See what Moses them doing, and then we're gonna leave. Okay? Because our real meal is in Proverbs house. So verse one of Exodus 18. When oh his name Jethro, Jeth Jethro. When Jethro the priest of Midian. Now you gotta know the history. Midians are not friendly with the Hebrews. So when Jephro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard all that God had done for Moses. You know, I, I got to stay on task. So you got this house or you have this uh, career or you have just something. You have uh, something online, a, a, night, a, a good business or something. Or you doing lives now? Something, something has changed in your life, right? And now the same people that wouldn't give you two sticks to rub together, to even to make a campfire, here they come. Not only do they come, they got advice. They already saw what you was going through because Moses was was with his sheep, okay. The man took the man's wife when he wasn't approving of Moses. Moses said, look, we got to go. So here come Jephro and a bitter wife, but we're not going to talk about her. Okay, so it says, Father Law heard all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, Jephro, 
and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jephro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he sent her back and her two sons. See, women, we got to get this in. Because you couldn't have no sons without Moses. Side note, some of us struggling because we forget it's we. So things go belly up and there's no longer a father involved. But it was we in the heat, you know, and, and, and I got to be watchful because young folks watch. But it was we producing those children. It was we producing those children. Now, some people got, some people conceived in, in, in bad situations. I understand that. But for the majority, it was we. So we may not have known they wasn't going to be there. But it was still we. Now, in Moses' case, it was her daddy that made the decision. Like a lot of times it's the daddy making decisions in our life or the mother telling you to just, I would just leave him. That's why everybody's single. So, yeah, it's still a precept. There's still precepts. There's precepts. And this is, this is, this is the thing. So it says, um, then Jephro, Moses' father-in-law took some, Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, of which the name of one Lord, these names, the name of the one was Jershom, and he said, for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land. Oh, how they was naming their children too. And the name of the other was Eleazar. Eleazar. For the God of my father said, he was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Okay, this is the name of the children. And Jephro father-in-law came with his sons and his wife unto Moses, into the wilderness where he encamped at the Mount of God. And he said unto Moses, I thy father-in-law, Jephro, am coming to you and your wife and her two sons with her. Okay, wait a minute. So, I was about to say something, but I ain't gonna say that. Okay. Better find that thing out, Moses. But anyway, it says, and Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and did, oh, reverence and kissed him. Yeah, because I can't pronounce that word. And they asked each other of their welfare and they came into the tent. And Moses, see, this is when we start. Now, there's a difference between testimony and letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Precepts. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing because the left side is not the good side now. So it says, verse 8 of Exodus 18, And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all the travail or labor that had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them, because he had the son. Okay. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done for Israel. 
when he, when he, the Lord, had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. See, God had did all these things. Look at God. Come on, Lord. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who have delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who have delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. For in the thing wherein they dealt proudly, he was above them. And Jephro, um, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came and all the elders of Israel to eat the bread Oh, with Moses' father-in-law before God. See, that's an issue right there. But anyway, and it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. Jephro stood in. And the people stood by Moses from morning until the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, Jephro said, okay, what is this thing that you do to the people? Why sit you yourself alone and all the people stand by you? from morning into evening. And Moses said unto the father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of the Lord, because Moses has the son. Everybody know Moses has the son. They've witnessed his communication with the father. Okay. It says, um, when they have a matter, they come unto me and I judge between one and another and I do make them know the statutes of God and his law, his precepts. Okay. Look at Lord. Look at the Lord. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that you do is not good. The thing that you do is not good. But he's the one with the connection. He's the one with the connection. Because if... If you remember, they sat down to play. They sat down to eat the word. Mm -hmm. And then they rose up to play to do whatever they wanted to do, forgetting the precepts that they heard when they sat down to eat. Even Aaron forgot making the fatty calf. Okay. So, and Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that you do is not good. So that means it's not God if it's not good. You will surely wear away both you and this people that is with you. How is that? When they traveled, God didn't even let their clothes grow old, nor their shoes. 40 years. For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to perform it yourself alone. He wasn't doing it alone. God is with them. It's just like being blessed with this thing. We prayed for it. And God released it to us. But once we get in it, we might still be, oh, thank you, Lord. But after a while, we start making decisions. That's when the sun, you see how the sun keep coming in and out? That's when the sun is not with us. My plants are withering when, before I moved, there was sun. I wish I could put a picture on this. There was sun, and the plants were so alive. But now, 
Now, I have a palm tree practically half dead. Matter of fact, I think I lost one. I've lost my spider plants. And, I mean, my uh, peace lilies are just, things are not growing. My One of my palm trees was up, and it it's a uh, yucca. And when I got that yucca, I was told how temperamental that yucca is. I got that yucca, I think about four, it has to be about five years ago or so, maybe five or six years ago. It was a baby yucca. And I heard how temperamental that plant was, okay? But before I left it, that plant was to the ceiling. And I was worried because I didn't know what to do because it was it had grown so tall but now it should have already had an issue with the ceiling but if you could look straight through a lot of my plants now because where they were whoo want to cry where we were me and my plants where we were we were thriving we had the sun we had the sun Okay, so I know one thing God is teaching me a lot here and a lot of precepts and understanding of, of a portion, maybe now 2% of who he is. And so it's a different thing. You know when you in that blessed place with God because the peace, even with all this stuff that was going on, warfare that was, feel like it was going to take me in. However, I really pressed for peace. And it's, it's, it's strange because now the quiet I may have, but the thriving is not the same. And nature shows us that. That's what my plants are showing. That's what my plants are showing. Where is the sun? I, I see this artificial light you've gotten. See that? God is talking. But where's the sun? Where's the sun? So that thing could have been a blessing. The house could have been a blessing. But did you stick to the precepts? That marriage could be a blessing. But did you stick to the precepts? Because if you're looking for Boaz, your precept. Oh, did I write it down? When we, when we do opposite of the precept, I was saying principle. But in the Bible, principle is something else. Principle is, is a level. In our, in our understanding, uh, principle is the, the fact or the matter of a thing. Mm -mm. That's not God. God is precepts. It's the order of a thing and the matter of a thing. So when we step out and we go opposite of God's precepts, we receive opposite of that precept. Whosoever finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with the Lord. So whoever finds a husband or finds not their wife, don't find a good thing and they don't have that favor with the Lord. That's how we go. That's how we go. So this is why a lot of times God is telling us to wait because 
our thoughts are so beneath his that how we even look at ourselves is beneath his his way he look at us or we're just looking totally opposite and so we could be looking at bobo but he has boaz so a man could be looking at martha but you don't need a busy wife. You need a worshiping, hallelujah. You need a worshiping wife. Someone that sits at the feet of Jesus. Somebody fits at, sits at the feet of Jesus. That, for the purpose of your life, that's what you need. You don't need a wife that just going to make you look good because the warfare that's attached to your purpose, you need a wife that have your back. You need a wife that can see things afar off that you can't see that you can't see. So you're lining yourself with either what looks good to you or you think is good to you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody face popped. So you, you're looking at that or you might have already yoked, but there's no gel there because God said whom he put together, let no man put asunder. He didn't say whosoever get married. He didn't say that. He said whom he put together, let no man put asunder. Yeah. And that's also a precept because if he put it together, don't touch it. Even the people that's in it, don't touch it. Mama, children, best friend, whosoever, whosoever, even the enemy, don't touch it. Why? Because that whosoever finds a wife has found a good thing and they found a favor on their life. And in that thing, that unity, there's a favor on it that you better not touch that because it's going to affect your life. It's going to affect your life. What's attached to your life It's going to affect that. It's going to affect that whosoever. And, and if you really look at that, he's not even just talking about how we look at it in human. A wife is also a church. Whosoever finds, that's why it doesn't say he that finds. It says whosoever, listen to the precept. Listen to the precept. But as far as male and female, whosoever finds a wife. So if you're finding your husband or you find a, a and, and, and this is something that God showed me last week. You could talk about you want a man of God, but that don't matter. It don't matter if he's a man of God because he might be a man of God, not even walking in <laughs> that man of God stature. Okay. Let's not get it twisted. No. That's not what mm -mm. we pray the wrong things. That, that, that's not the prayer. That's not the prayer. And I'm guilty of that too. But God had to open up my eyes. Mm -mm. That's not the prayer. I'm not going to say what the prayer is because you got to seek the Lord. But that's not the prayer. That's not the prayer. That's not the prayer. Because it don't matter if God has called him to be a man of God. If he don't know who he is. What good is that? What good is that? What good is it? Now you in something that because if that's not your rib, it's not, she not going to fit you. Either she too big or she too small. And if she too big, she going to keep poking you. And if she too small, you can't even feel her. You don't even got the emotions that you need to have for her as being your wife. And now your prayer life is going to be affected because that's the word. That's the precept in it. That's the precept. That's the precept in it. It seems like I can hear somebody say, oh, come on. Yeah, that's, yeah, come on. Because this, this thing is real. It's the precept. You got, it's the precept. Because God says, love her as he loves the church. 
and one of them is either a Peter or one is because your prayer life. So you might be a mighty man of war with a prayer life. However, if you don't love her like Jesus loved the church, it's going to affect your prayer life. Mm -hmm. It's going to affect your prayer life. And is that worth it? No, because you need your prayer life. As long as Jesus is with us, we all right. But when we start to listen to them folk, and a lot of times we listen to folk don't even have the same relationship. Because if they had, if he had the same relationship that Moses had, he would know, listen, God, that guide y'all through all this thing. No, uh-uh. You don't step away from the Lord. You stay with the Lord. Because the Lord then brought you through this thing. I know it's in Peter. Behavior of the wives and the husband. Uh, it says, because your prayer life. Yep, verse uh, 7 of First Peter 3. Likewise, you husband, dwell with them. Now, see, I don't like that then. But dwell with your wife, okay, according to knowledge, which you know about God. What is the precept of this thing? Okay, I didn't have no intentions of coming on here talking about this. But what is the precept of this thing? According to knowledge, giving honor. You got to honor her. Giving honor unto the wife. You got to honor her. So this is why, yeah, 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 all this chaos. Because one, if we wait on the Lord, it's when we're healthy and when we're mature enough to handle these things. God may have uh, showed you all your life that you're going to be a pastor. But if you allow people to put you in position or you go in position prematurely, you're outside of the precept because God has to order your steps to it. God has to order your step. It may be clear across country. It may be clear out of the country who, where he has prepared you. So the journey, our journey prepares us for our purpose and was destined, predestinated by God. It's already predestined. Who he has known, he, pre, he predestinated. So when we're out of alignment with that, and that is still because if you're the pastor, he who who finds a wife finds a good thing, right? But your steps are ordered by the Lord because why? You're hearkening to the Lord. It all connects. You're hearkening to the Lord, so you're blessed. So you're blessed. Even a just man falls seven times, but God, okay? So you're blessed, you're blessed. God bringing you through. He's bringing you over. He's your shepherd. He's leading. He's guiding. He's taking care of you to adorn you, to mature you, to become a shepherd in the earth. Okay. Moses went around and how old was Moses? Okay. It took a while. Moses had to go through Egypt. He had to go through with Jephna. He had to go through all these things to put him in position. The same thing with um, ooh, Mary and uh, Joseph. The other Joseph, the first Joseph, he had to go through the stuff with his brother because he let his left hand know what was going on with his right hand with those dreams telling. But he had to mature to those dreams. The same thing to be in position. Jacob, this, the same thing before he become Israel. Abram, the same thing before he become Abraham. So before you touch that pulpit and you might be already preaching and you sound good, but it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And God gives us blessings without sorrow, okay? So 
It says, I'm going to read this quick because we got to go to uh, where we was invited. We all over the place. But it says, likewise, you husband dwell with them according to knowledge. What has, what do you know about God? What has he said? Giving honor unto the wife as the weaker vessel, the weaker vessel. Okay. That don't mean she's, you know, beneath you, bye, bye. I got it. I got it. She's the weaker vessel. This is our vessel. This is our vessel. It may not be spiritually she's weaker than you, but her vessel. Okay. So it says, and as being ears together, together, tied, tied, tied to together. Yeah, together. Yeah, no longer one. I mean, you're no longer two. You're one now. Yeah, yeah, yes, the one. You're no longer two. You're one now. Connected. So a lot of people can't connect because they got the wrong rib. Anyway, it says, and being ears together of the grace, the word of God, the grace of life. That's the word of God. So it says that your prayers be not hindered. A lot of people prayers hindered because they're not honoring their wife. A lot of women not finding favor because they found that man. Okay. Go against the precept. You get whatever. If we align ourselves with the precept, we receive. The blessings of the precept but when we go opposite of the precept we get what comes on the opposite side of that precept honor thy father and thy mother so it should be well with you and long life and whatever it says so when we don't do that some people lives have been cut short because they don't honor their father and their mother because that's a precept so we're in a proverbs house uh proverbs 8 Honor thy father and thy mother. They could be a crackhead. They could be an alcoholic. They could be in prison. They could be just totally absent. They could be um, all kind of ways, right? Immature parents, young parents, old parents, whatever the case may be. He said, honor thy father and thy mother. He didn't say whether the father was there, the mother's there, absent, dead, or alive. You still got to honor them. You still got to honor them. And you have to ask God, what do honor look like? What do honor look like? It don't even be, you may not have ever met that person. When you talk about that person, when you think about that person, it should be an honor. How do I keep your mouth off of that right there? Okay. So it says, oh, I hit my Bible. Sorry, Lord. So it says in Proverbs 8, verse 1, does not wisdom cry? We we get the we get the answer to stuff. We do. Somebody don't get upset, get delivered. Okay, so it says, and understanding put forth her voice. Understanding has a voice. Matter of fact, I got to study it. A lot of things have voices. So it says, she, wisdom and understanding, stands in the top of high places by the way, in the places of the past. Lamb to her feet, light to a path, right? So it says, she cries at the gates. She cries at the gates. Taste, touch, hearing, smell, mouth, spiritual gates, eyes. So it says, uh, at the entry of the city, the church, at the coming in, in the doors, at the doors, could be at the church, it become our gates. So until you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man, because Stay ahead. And we're one. 
It says, oh, you simple, understand wisdom. I think I'm in the wrong house. We going to, um, uh, I don't know where that's, I'm going back. I don't know where that's supposed to be in Proverbs. What? Oh, we going to hear this. Okay. So it says, oh, you simple, understand wisdom and you fools be you of an understanding heart. Now, when I was reading this, this is, um. Mm. Why well, I thought of it because when you don't, when I don't write things down, see, I got when I get revelation, I usually write it or record it now. Um, we're going to Proverbs 1. Talk about me, that's okay. I'm trying to stay in the precepts, okay, hearkening unto the Lord. Proverbs 1, verse 1 the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom, this is where we should start. Because first you got to know wisdom. To know wisdom and instruction. Okay, so precepts. To know wisdom. God speaks through his wisdom, right? To know wisdom and instruction. I pray somebody is taking notes on this. And then you could go back to Proverbs 7. I mean, Proverbs 7. I love Proverbs 7. It's uh, Proverbs 8. Powerful powerful this is how god established them but anyway it says to receive the instruction of wisdom justice and judgment and equity so to receive the instruction of wisdom to receive the instruction of justice to receive the instruction of judgment and to receive the instruction of equity now the judgments because these are the precepts the justice this is the precepts and wisdom this is the precepts wisdom is the principal thing and equity teaches us how to live uprightly so it says to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion listen to wisdom a wise man will hear stop right there that's a precept all of these are precepts to know wisdom and instruction to perceive or discern the words of understanding. Because wisdom, you get wisdom and then you get to understand of her and because they're sisters. And without wisdom, you can't have no understanding. You won't understand nothing about God without wisdom, not this wisdom. So it says to receive the instruction, to receive the principles that God is teaching or the precepts that God is teaching us to receive them. So when you hear the word, you ponder on it, you meditate on that word, you write it down, you study, you you talk to the Lord about it. So you but you got to receive it. So whosoever finds a wife find a good thing. So a lot won't receive that. So what they'll do is they'll go find a husband and then they start complaining about the husband that they found. When they find out he is really bobo, crazy bobo. And then all this stuff that comes with that decision because you did not receive the instruction that is given. I'm telling you, I'm a living example, okay? It says to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge. So wisdom and understanding gives subtlety to the simple and when we receive her and to the young man knowledge and discretion. It says a wise man will hear. So we know where we stand. 
because you either five wise or five foolish, five foolish or five wise. So if we don't even know wisdom, we're not going to push the buzzer, but we already know the answer. And if we don't know instruction, and when we won't receive the instruction, just push that left hand button, because how many of them are we going to pass by? Okay, so it says a wise man will hear. Once I got that understanding and that precept, once I tell a person and I see how they respond, I know who I'm dealing with. It says a wise man will hear. Not only will he hear, and will increase in learning. So those that receive, those that know wisdom and understanding, and those that receive the instruction from wisdom and understanding, they are one in God's sight and in spiritual realms, they are wise. And because they receive that precept, they will increase, they increase learning. That's what I thought I was gonna talk about, spiritual bank accounts, go into their spiritual bank account. And a man and conjunction a third part and a man of understanding my lord shall attain shall attain to wise counsel a man of understanding is going to seek the lord a man of understanding is going to try to get understanding of that wisdom a man of understanding mm -hmm. a man of understanding to be able to reach to create to procure to obtain, to reach, going to reach understanding. Uh -huh. That's what the word said. It says, and a man of understanding will attain, reach unto wise counsel. Whether they have to go to another person they know that's in the Lord and have understanding, whether it may not even be personal. It may be somebody now that God has led you to online to get you to that point where you can understand those precepts, the instruction, the justice, the prudence, the equity, and the knowledge. It says to, in, to understand a proverb and the interpretation. So he's going to attain unto wise counsel to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise, because a wise man will increase. It says in their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So that's a precept, the fear of the Lord. We first have to fear the Lord and uh, reverence him, which is fear. And then he releases knowledge. So we don't fear the Lord. He's not going to release no knowledge. You're not going to know of him. It's not just knowledge, really. This is spiritual knowledge. It says, and so when someone's talking about the Lord, you're just like, because you don't fear the Lord, not even to draw nigh unto him. He says, you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh. These are all precepts, okay? They all have a benefit. It's either a blessing or a curse if we don't do the precept. So it says, um, but fools, five wise, five foolish, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yeah. But fools despise. So, but fools despise, hate it, reject it, despise wisdom and understanding. My son, hear, given there to hear uh, the instruction, understanding, wisdom and understanding 
of your father. If you're his son of your father. And forsake, forsake not the law of your mother, the church, the body, the bride. For they shall be ornaments of grace unto your head and chains about your neck. So when we hear the instruction and we don't forsake the law, they are ornament of grace unto your head and chains about your neck. This is the blessing of not forsaking and listening. It says, my son, if sinners entice you, consent you not. So you don't go with sinners because the knowledge you have of God will keep you instructed from that. But when you don't want the knowledge of God, we go in the way of sinners. And so when we go against the precept and we start to know these people are pulling us out, but we put down the precept of God that got us to the place of a blessed place that we're in. We don't have the sun. We step away from the sun. And whatever come with that cloud, which is spirits, whatever come with that cloud comes into your life. And you have to deal with that backside of that precept. So I send the word of God to the people, God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. I pray you have the most blessed week to clear of your week what God says. Have faith in that. Have faith in whatever precept he sent in your daily bread and watch it manifest. In Jesus' name, love y'all. Peace.